Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu salam a Rasulillah. All praise is due to Allah, the knowing creator. Allah said, Allah is the one who created you from weakness, then made after weakness strength, then made after strength weakness and white hair. He creates what he wills and he is the knowing, the competent. He has preferred some of them from among his creation with virtues. He has protected them from heedlessness and immorality. Allah sent his Prophet وسلم, with light and guidance. So the guided were enlightened by it, and the misguided and immoral people are blind to it. Allah said, And indeed, you guide to a straight path. Be conscious of Allah the Most High and obey Him. Beware of His wrath and do not disobey Him. Take guidance from the righteous and take heed from the news of those before you. Verily, in reading history and pondering the path of those before and benefiting from their knowledge and experiences in life nurtures the mind and cultivates talents. It is as if the one who does this will never err. Success is the companion of those enlightened with the light of the Qur'an and the guidance of the prophetic sunnah. It is from this standpoint that we need to look at the lives of those who have left and the conditions of those before us, particularly those who embraced the correct path and did not deviate from it one bit until they attained dignity and a high station. Allah was pleased with the first men of this ummah, nation, and made them content. Those who spread Islam affirmed the promise and fulfilled their pledges. Today we will consider lessons from the life of one of these men, famous for his intelligence and wisdom, characterized by zuhd, detachment from worldly life, and worship. His words became a beacon for the seeker and a pathway for the explorer. He accepted Islam and participated in Uhud and what came after. He took the Qur'an from the Messenger of Allah He was among those who recorded the revelation. He moved in the era of Umar to the Sham, teaching the people the Qur'an, and it is reported that he was the first to establish circles for memorizing the Qur'an. He was then deployed as a judge and was the first judge of Damascus. People came to congratulate him on his appointment as a judge. He said, You congratulate me on being appointed as a judge? If people only knew what is involved in being a judge, they would compete in avoiding it and not whining it and hating it. If people knew what was in the adhan call to prayer, they would compete in seeking it, being attentive to offer it. This was Abu Darda, Umair bin Amr al-Ansari al-Khazraji, the sage of this nation, as is found in some of the sayings of the predecessors. Imam al-Zahabi recounted in the story of him accepting Islam, that Abdullah bin Rawaha and Muhammad bin Musallama entered his house and broke the idol that he worshipped. So when Abu Darda returned, he started collecting the idol, saying, Woe to you! Why did you not defend yourself? Umar Darda said, If he was able to benefit or safeguard, he would have benefited and defended himself. Abu Darda said, prepare water for me in the wash basin. He took a bath and wore nice clothes and went to the Prophet ﷺ. Ibn Rawaha, upon seeing him approach, said, O Messenger of Allah, this is Abu Darda. I do not see the reason for him coming, except that he is coming for us for breaking his idol.
the Prophet said, Verily, he came to accept Islam. Allah promised me that Abu Darda will embrace Islam. He had sayings that affirmed that his speech was that of a sage. He, may Allah be pleased with him, said, I was a traitor before the Prophet ﷺ was sent. When the Prophet ﷺ was sent, I practiced trading and worship, but found them to be incompatible, so I embraced the worship and left the trading. When he, may Allah be pleased with him, saw that the trading was interfering with his worship, and he saw that he was not able to combine both, he chose the better one. There are people who can do both, like Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. He was a trader, worshipper, and scholar. Likewise was the case of Abdurrahman bin Auf, may Allah be pleased with him. So the optimum is being able to combine both. This is better for whoever has the ability. As for the one who is unable to combine them, then worship is better. Abu Adarda, may Allah be pleased with him, was among the worshippers and among the scholars of the companions. The Prophet made a brotherhood between him and Salman. It was related in Sahih al-Bukhari. Salman paid a visit to Abu Darda and found Um Adarda, his wife, dressed in shabby clothes, and asked her why she was in that state. She replied, Your brother Abu Darda is not interested in the luxuries of this world. In the meantime, Abu Darda came in and prepared a meal for Salman. Salman requested Abu Darda to eat with him. But Abu Darda said, I am fasting. Salman said, I am not going to eat unless you eat. So Abu Darda ate with Salman. When it was night and part of the night passed, Abu Darda got up to offer the night prayer. But Salman asked him to sleep and Abu Darda slept. And after some time, Abu Darda again got up, but Salman asked him to sleep. When it was the last hours of the night, Salman asked him to get up, and both of them offered night prayer. Then Salman told Abu Darda, You owe a duty to your Lord. You owe a duty to your body. You owe a duty to your family. So you should give to everyone his right. Abu Darda came to the Prophet ﷺ and mentioned what happened. The Prophet ﷺ said, Salman is right insofar as knowledge. It was related by Ibn Abi Hatim that Abu Dhar said to Abu Darda, The earth did not carry, nor did a tree shade, anyone more knowledgeable than you. And because of his knowledge, people were in need of him and crowded around him like people do at the doors of the authorities. In spite of this, he attended people's gatherings and walked in the markets, answering those who asked him, teaching the ignorant and alerting the heedless. He would capitalize on every opportunity and benefit from every occasion. He said to the people of Damascus, Ask me before you lose me. And the greatest proof of his intellect and wisdom was that he was always contemplating and reflecting. Umar Darda was asked, Which worship did Abu Darda practice the most? She said, Contemplation and reflection. And how could he not be always contemplating? And he was the one who said, Contemplating one hour is better than night prayer. And from his, among his wisdom, May Allah be pleased with him, is what was related by Abu Qalaba.
that Abu Darda passed by a man that had sinned and people were cursing at him. He said to them, If you found him in a well, would you not take him out? They said, Certainly. He replied, Then do not curse your brother and praise Allah who has relieved you. They said, Should we not hate him? He said, Hate what he did. Hate his action. For if he left it, he is my brother. And from his sayings regarding knowledge and learning, you will not become a scholar until you become educated, and you will not become educated until you practice what you have learned. The thing that I fear most when I stand for accounting is that it will be said to me, What did you do with what you have learned? He addressed the people, saying, Why is it that I see your scholars leaving, and your ignorant not learning? Learn, for the scholar and the learner are partners in the reward. A man came and said, Advise me. He responded, Remember Allah in ease. He will remember you in hardship. If you remember the dead, put yourself in their place. If you desire something from this world, look at what it becomes. And from his wisdom regarding wealth and affluence. The wealthy eat and we eat. The wealthy drink and we drink. The wealthy wear clothes and we wear clothes. They have transportation and we have transportation. They have extra wealth that they look at, and we also look at it with them. However, they will have to account for it, and we will not have anything to do with it. And he said, I seek refuge in Allah from scattering of the heart. It was said, What is scattering of the heart? He replied, That I would have wealth in every valley. And from among his wisdom is that he would prioritize the most important supplication. His eye was giving him pain until he lost it. And it was said to him, If only you had supplicated to Allah. He replied, I have not finished supplicating Allah to forgive my sins, so how could I supplicate for my eye? Add to this virtue and wisdom is the great amount of remembrance that he made. It was recounted that he would not let up on making remembrance. It was said to him, How much tasbih, glorification of Allah, do you recite every day? He replied, A hundred thousand, unless my fingers have counted wrong. So may Allah be pleased with him and please him. And how great was his wisdom! May Allah be pleased with all of the companions and gather us with them in the abode of bliss. O people, Abu Darda, may Allah be pleased with him, like to remain in the worldly life to increase in righteous deeds for the hereafter. He, may Allah be pleased with him, said, if it were not for three things, I would not have loved to remain in this world. Thirst while fasting during the exceptionally hot days. Prostrating during the night. Sitting with people who pick the best speech just as the best states are selected. The wisdom remained on his tongue even during the time of his sickness. He complained and his friends entered to him and said, O oh, Abu Darda, of what do you complain? He replied, I complain for my sins. They said, What do you desire? He replied, I desired paradise. They said, should we, call not, should we not call a doctor for you? He said, He is the one who ordered bed rest for me. He, may Allah be pleased with him, kept advising the people even at the time of his passing. And while he was advancing to his Lord, Umar Darda said, when Abu Darda was on his deathbed, he was saying, Who does for this day of mine? Who does deeds for this day of mine?
Who prepares for this day of mine? He cried at the time of his passing, and Umar Darda said to him, And you cry, O companion of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He replied, Why is it that I should not cry, and I do not know if I will be saved from my sins? He passed before Uthman, may Allah be pleased with them both. He passed with an attestation of his faith from the Prophet ﷺ. He said to the Prophet ﷺ one day, It has reached me that you have said that people from this Ummah nation will disbelieve after having believed. He ﷺ said, Yes, that is the case and you are not among them. This was a portion of the biography of this wise Imam, parts of his days, parts of his life, his knowledge and his worship, his words and his deeds, a biography from among the most brilliant that history has ever witnessed, and one of the most beautiful images preserved in the Islamic books. Is it conceivable that Muslims would replace what is good with what is inferior? When will the Muslims realize the value of their treasures that Allah the Most High has preserved for them through their scholars? Realizing this means feeling the responsibility, and feeling the responsibility is a cause for reviving the Ummah. And that is close as, as long as each individual carries out their part, and the generations of this Ummah are raised with the character of the predecessors and follow their ways, and that is not difficult for Allah. O Allah, make us among those who follow the sunnah of your beloved Prophet and the way and example of his companions. Indeed, Allah is all hearing, answering. Hada wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah.